0: You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org/podcast. This is Elizabeth with Chirp Radio and I am in the studio with Lacosa. I'll go around and say your names
1: and what you do in the band. Yes,
2: my name is Katie and I play bass and sometimes I sing and play guitar.
1: I'm Jesse, I'm a singer and I play baritone guitar and I'm the group cheerleader. My name
3: is Doug, I play saxophone and other wind instruments and electronic sounds and processing and stuff.
4: I'm Adam, I play the drums and keyboards.
5: I'm Anna, I play noisy guitar and sometimes I yell and scream.
0: I don't know if I heard specifically, but... um, It's an important part of the process. Yeah. A lot of your uh, stuff on Bandcamp is live recordings. So it seems like live performance is really important to you guys.
4: We improvise a lot, so it allows us to get out a lot of different music that we don't have time to record, because recording can take a long time. We have to play shows because we're constantly changing who we are as a band.
1: I don't see that big a difference between a live recording and a studio recording, actually, for what we're up to. And we've gotten some really good results with uh, with some of the live stuff that we've just done off the cuff.
0: What is the rehearsal process like? Is it similar to live shows? Yeah,
2: we try to rehearse once a week or every two weeks. When we do have a song that we play more than once in the same, you know, sequence or the same style, it's come from a place of improvisation, and then we're like, oh, that sounds good, let's revisit that, but... We're not going in and being like, all right guys, we're gonna play these five songs tonight. Like we just start playing.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Uh, it's different from usual free improv context. It's a kind of cross between having set material and improvisation because they'll call out a tune and it will sound nothing to me like previous recordings or anything. So it's, it's cool, it's like a blend of parts. We all improvise, but we're also completely
5: open to anyone Changing what they want to do at any time if I don't feel like playing guitar at a rehearsal or a show I don't have to I could just sing I could play an electronic instrument that goes for everybody if Mm -hmm. Katie doesn't want to play Bass she can play guitar Jesse will play bass instead or we'll have two guitars or Doug says I don't want to play saxophone tonight Mm -hmm. and everyone's fine with that kind of experimentation Like we don't have to oh, you're you're this player. You're that player like we can grow and change
4: Sometimes when you're improvising, it's like you don't necessarily know if you're headed down a path that will warrant some results that you're happy with. But I think we're all pretty good at navigating the different sort of feels that we have as a band, evolving those different sounds that we do. You know,
1: yeah, um, it's, it's very easy to go into the studio and work up your routine, your, your ten moves that we do in sequence. But it's even more interesting if some accident happens, and then you have to change everything. Uh, a lot of what we're shooting for when we play live is to make an accident happen.
0: Is there an example of that, like a recent show? Our, our
1: big out-of-town show this year, I used a couple of special effects on my, my guitar line and uh, they all <laughs> stopped working. I brought a spare amp just in case something like that happened. It was much smaller and quieter, so I think that made me do a lot more on the guitar. Uh, whatever that added to the performance, it was me playing the guitar behind my head. It's just like life, you just take things as they come. Try to, try to fill the room, don't let the room fill you, maybe.
3: Me for whatever reason think about when we recorded those uh, tunes in the studio. It was a, it was a little more to the tune, but it was still there were a lot of layers. Like we'd go back and do a pass, like record another track over what we had done, and then say does that work? And then like we went and recorded something on top of that, I and mean, sort of like uh, several layers of improv over. Yeah, we made these recordings.
4: We had a structure that we came into the studio with, Mm -hmm. and we were sort of like, you know, we're gonna do these four songs, maybe improv a couple while we're there, and uh, play play with the studio.
0: So, this is the recording for the 7 Inch that will be out in October. Yes,
4: yes, October, November.
2: We, yeah, we've been working on putting that out for quite a while now.
4: And we kept the whole thing analog when we recorded, too.
2: We're like, quality over quantity when it comes to releasing stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. We we record all of our rehearsals. We record all of our live shows. We have a ton of recorded material, but when it comes to actually releasing things, we're more discriminating. Um, And we do have a couple of tapes out. We put out an album in 2016 called The Hot Box, but The 7-Inch has been a long time coming, and we're excited to get that out, yeah.
1: I hope with a lot of that, what comes across is that we really do enjoy... Each other's company, yeah. have a good time doing this. I always like that when I listen to music, when I can hear like a sense of humor in there or a little bit of sense of like joy. Um, so many bands are so serious. We're just not that, you know. And I, I I'm really happy that we're not that. I, I always say with lacosa we're the type of band I would like to go see. But it wasn't always like this. When the band first started, it was myself and these two other fellas. When was that? So that was in 2011, and it was very, very formalized. So it was cool. We could, but it was very limited in sense. You know, I wasn't working with. Uh, with great players, and then um, we added a drummer, another guitar player, and it kept mutating over time. When it first started, the sound that was really important to me was the bass guitar, the baritone guitar, and the tenor or regular electric guitar, sort of creating that trio of string sounds. To me, is like the core of what this this band sounds like. I've always tried to preserve that. Everything else changed. Oh wow! And got better. That's got wild. A lot better.
0: And that means the addition of all of the four of these folks, right, sitting right. around right. you.
1: But they weren't all strangers. So Anna and I had been playing in a duo called Feedbackula. But at the same time, we were doing an ACDC cover band, uh, Anna, myself, and Katie. And that's how we met Katie. And Adam and I had been playing in a group called Ono. So we were looking for something else to be doing. Only made sense to bring him into what we were up to now. There was no, like, dedicated drummer. Now, with uh, with Adam, he actually has all that those tools to bring to it. So we can have a full drum kit or we can have a partial a drum machine and, you know, something combined like that. It's a little bit more interesting. I'm a keyboard player now. <laughs> right. That's why you get paid less.
0: I was trying to place the music in a genre, which is probably not going to be possible, but, like, if people ask you that, like, what would the sort of place be? Oh, I love this
1: question. Yeah. So we'll go around the horn, I guess. Cool. Dark, Dark
0: Psychedelic
5: is the newest one we heard that we thought was... Potentially fits us occasionally.
4: I think it's more punk than psychedelics, really. Punk in the sense that we don't really care, like, we're going to do whatever we want aggressively and have this, like, sort of dark side that comes out of us. It can be very, like, murky and weird, and I guess it's definitely dark. But with, like, also with, like, the philosophy of John Coltrane just improvising, you know, going finding chasing
3: the muse I guess and this is reductive compared to all of that but I would just say if talking heads were a noise band
1: we heard that one once we heard what was the other one b-52s trying to play like <laughs> DNA I
2: think we are psychedelic but I'm hesitant to use that descriptor because it's I think it's been distorted in the you know the mainstream like kind what of a psychedelic kind band is com- but there is this there's like this very sort of like hard undercurrent sometimes which I think is so, down to me and Adam I play very simple bass lines mm-hmm. and Adam, you know, when you're just playing drums, is very just like straightforward. Which but it works with the sound.
4: So told we were trash,
2: but I don't yes. think that it's more about the way we looked. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: of the way that shows work and the way that rehearsals work and even the way the releasing of um something that's recorded in the studio works is like this band seems like very based on trusting each other like, and enjoying those, each yeah. other's company mm-hmm. I, and I,
3: leaving
5: room for each person to do what they want to do and highlight each person too i feel yeah, like mm-hmm. i hope so anyway
1: look i've made mistakes in the past i've been in bands with people that i did not enjoy their company i'm just gonna uh spend my time with people that i don't think are awesome they have to be awesome and I think all the people in this band are awesome. Otherwise, I wouldn't play music.
2: And yeah. And speaking for myself, we all
1: have different levels of musical experience, too. So
2: Jesse mentioned that um, he and Anna and I were playing in an ACDC cover band right. <laughs> um, before Um, and We were pretty good. I, that was... We were pretty good. And I had never played music before that. I was like in my mid-20s when I joined that band. Um, and I'd never played music. I'd never performed on stage or anything. Just jumping into that got me used to performing. And then... When I joined Lacosta, I not I was not a proficient bass player. You know, I had like dabbled in it. But Jesse's like, "Come play bass." I'm like, "But I don't really know how to play bass." He's like, "It's okay." Um, that's fine. <laughs> so part of, like I feel like my my musicality has actually been very heavily molded by playing with these guys. This is such a unique connection that we have with the trust and knowing each other's styles. It's it's very yeah dependent on those relationships that we've built playing with each other over the years.
1: This has really turned into, like, a feel-good thing for us, yeah. even if this never gets broadcasted. So like we've <laughs> like really gained a lot from today.
0: What is the next step for Lacosa? What's next?
4: We're gonna put a record out.
0: Full-length record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. That's Definitely. the big goal.
5: We're more of an in-person thing, so we're really happy to get that physical media in our hands so that we can actually still play shows, but we have something to, you know, sell and to give to
1: people. Absolutely.
0: Find many rehearsal recordings and some studio recordings on uh, La Cosa's Bandcamp page. La Cosa will be releasing their 7-inch in 2019. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. This has been Elizabeth with Chirp Radio in the studio with La Cosa. Ow! If you like what you heard, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next.